Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode 11 of the Horror Stands podcast. I'm Matt. Hey, this is Steve. And today we have a guest joining us. Yes, our very first special guest. We have my friend Brandon, Brandon Austin. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, guys. Good. How are you today? Very good. Thank you so much for coming on. Good to have you, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I'm happy to be here discussing this movie. Yes, the movie, I'm pretty sure we can quote the entire thing because we pretty much have back and forth. So you haven't seen this, Matt, this iconic piece of cinema. No, no, <laughs> no. I, I uh, just watched it for this episode and, you know, I did see some of the reviews afterwards. So it wasn't they were the aggressive. <laughs> they didn't know. I I don't I don't get the hate. It was a good time. <laughs> so you so you liked it? Yeah, I liked it. Okay, because me and Brandon were worried you're gonna come in and say you hated it, and then Brandon would be my new co-host. I mean, Brandon, you're always welcome to uh, be a guest, but uh, <laughs> I think I got that title for I now. I suppose that can I can let that happen for now. <laughs> <laughs> but Brandon, do you rem- did you see this in theaters like I did? I saw it open. I weekend. did. Yes, I did see it in theaters. I um I couldn't say if it was like opening weekend or not, but ninety seven that probably would have been probably eighth grade. I think I would have been in eighth grade, seventh or eighth. But yeah, I saw it with my sister and because she used to sneak me into rated R movies and everything. <laughs> clutch, clutch sister. Yeah, I saw it with some friends, and I just felt like, you know, like a big kid, like going to see this R-rated movie, you know, with just my, just with some school friends and to a packed crowd. And I mean, this movie was kind of a big deal. It was number one at the box office for three weeks. When will your favorite movie, really? <laughs> but yeah, written by Kevin Williamson. This was really the first kind of big post-scream slasher movie so i think when people think of you know the movies that scream inspired i think this is the first one they they would think of yeah i agree and um i remember when the movie first came out too like right away i went and tried like um checking out the book from the like library and i'm like what the hell is this (laughs) because it's nothing at all like the book except for the names (laughs) Oh my god. The writer was so mad about this movie, Lois Duncan. Well, the book came out in 1973 and you know, she she didn't like that it they made it into a slasher movie basically. But I mean, if you read the book, it's unadaptable pretty much. The twist in that book, like you can't film it no. basically. Did you read the the book, Steve? I read the book. I think after the movie came out, because they had the book came out, it had the cover of the movie on it. So of course that's, I had to get that's it. That's how they get you. That's how they get you, even though it has no other than that, the kids run somebody over, but it was a kid, I think, on a bike in the book. Okay. But then it's so different. Okay. But she was mad. She said, you know, she didn't like all the blood and guts, decapitations, which I'm like, there wasn't a decapitation. Lois Duncan, but go off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie, yeah, I was very excited for this movie. The trailer 
was great. I love the trailer. You get the Hush Hush song in it. And, like, it was hard. I remember I recorded the show on E! back when E! was good. Like, it was about, you know, they covered movies and not just the Kardashians all the time. Entertainment um, Network. <laughs> right? Like, there was this show called Coming Soon, I think, where they would play movie trailers. So I would record it, and then I would watch the trailer over and over again. Because it wasn't like now, where you could just YouTube... Yeah. any trailer you want like you either had to see a trailer when you went to the movies or if it was on a vhs you rented it, the struggle was real days before youtube <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this was directed by jim gillespie who didn't really do much before this but he did this movie called detox or sometimes it's called icu depending where you are i guess with sylvester stallone which wasn't good but <laughs> But he had a lot of studio interference. Then in 2005, he did this other slasher movie called Venom, which isn't great, but, you know, it's kind of fun. Of course, Kevin Williamson, he wrote this before he wrote Scream, but it wasn't until the success of that movie that the studio was like, okay, let's get this made quick, (laughs) you know. But, yeah, $17 million budget and made $125 million worldwide. Yeah, it was kind of a big deal. It was. I remember, like, going to the theater, and, like, for horror movies, like, it was a packed theater, and, like, that was, that kind of doesn't happen, at least, like, that I've seen much anymore, where you, you know, will go on a random night and have the theater be (laughs) filled, which just gives it that much more energy, I think. Oh, no, totally. And, like, and you have this, like, iconic 90s cast, I mean... Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Phillippe, Freddie Prince Jr. Um, I mean, that is the 90s right there, pretty much. Um, when Johnny Galecki was just coming off of Roseanne as well. Right, even uh-huh. him, yeah. Do you, Matt, you probably know him from The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yes, okay, I was wondering, yeah, Leonard. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really bad with actors' names, Brandon. <laughs> and the facial recognition. And, and facial recognition, so... I, as soon as I, but I did notice him on screen. I was like, "Oh, he's." I think he's the guy. Did you know him from Roseanne at all? Did you watch Roseanne? I with knew, Miss Debbie Salt, Lori Metcalf. He's like the boyfriend, right? He was yes, Darlene's David. boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, like I kind of feel like I, I have a hard time kind of gauging how people feel about this movie. I feel, think people kind of make fun of it. Obviously, a scary movie spoofing it a lot you know we hit a boot it's pretty iconic (laughs) (laughs) but i do think you know this movie definitely has flaws which we'll get into but i think it is it's also better than people give it credit for i agree and at the at the time when it came out you know sarah had buffy jennifer love hewitt was still on party of five ryan Phillippe really i don't think he had done a ton i know he had done um the only thing I'd seen him in prior to this was um, a movie with Jeff Bridges called like White Squall. He was in that. <clears throat> yep. Oh yeah, wasn't Scott Wolf in that? I think Scott Wolf was in that, but I'm not sure. But <laughs> he was. But yeah, like yeah, for me though, this was like especially because of Sarah being in it. Like this was season one of Buffy, and she had Scream Two come out a couple months after this. Like this was the time of smg they loved her in this movie i thought she did 
Excellent. Oh, we'll get into her performance, which <laughs> should have won her an Oscar <laughs> for sure. <laughs> then, we, of course, we got the sequel just a year later. You know, we'll we'll cover that one day. <laughs> then I'll always know what you did last summer in 2006, which, yeah. We don't talk about that. Yeah, we it does. Yeah, we pretend it doesn't exist. What is that? Is that like a reboot, or is that a true like third film? I, I don't even think it it had nothing to do with um the continuity of one and two at all. Oh, that's frustrating. But at the end, don't you find out it's Ben Willis and he's a zombie, right? Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers for this piece of I, shit movie. I will be honest and say I only saw it once when I rented it on VHS way back in the day. <laughs> and, you, and you tried to forget it since. Exactly. And I'm sorry, yeah, I meant DVD. <laughs> a DVD. Sounds like it didn't have a memorable impact. Straight to DVD. <laughs> Straight to DVD. It, oh. make, it makes for a good drink coaster. You know it's quality. <laughs> and then, of course... Like, I almost completely forgot this happened, even though it was last year. We had the Amazon TV series. So, Brandon, did you watch that Amazon TV series? I did watch the whole thing. I was super excited about it, especially because I feel like they did get a little bit of um, kind of free press from Freddie Prince and Jennifer Love Hewitt, didn't they? All of them, actually. They all yeah, did Sarah this too. interview. Oh, okay. But like, and I, yeah, I was excited because I thought maybe it was kind of gonna be along the same realm. But it honestly was more in the like Pretty Little Liars realm, <laughs> just yeah, with gore. Like, yeah, I don't think it was that good, but I did think it was a little bit better than the Scream TV series, um, which is faint praise. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like. At least give me a fisherman, you know. Right. Would it go with a butcher? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> but yeah, it was. I mean, it was... when all the, I it just made me feel really old too because a lot of their slang, I had no idea what it meant. So I had to like do like Google stuff while I was watching it. <laughs> I I knew what some of the slang meant, and then it just made me feel like I'm too old to know what they're talking about. What's my problem? <laughs> Right. <laughs> when they might mention Trisha Paytas, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't get that reference, but I do. Uh, but it was kind of a guilty pleasure. But you know, we're not getting a second season, so right. Yeah, they they could have done better. When did that come out? Yeah. The TV series. That was last just last summer, year. Right? Oh, last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And geez. you didn't even know about it. No, nope. it kind of came and went. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we can just get into it from this awesome opening credit scene as soon as that guitar riff that guitar intro yes we get this um cover of summer breeze from typo negative the soundtrack's banging great soundtrack love a good soundtrack it is Um, and this opening shot is awesome i like these are one of my favorite opening credits just this one continuous shot going over the the water like it's just very atmospheric very scenic very scenic and we're introduced to the true star of this movie croaker queen sarah michelle geller aka helen chivers which this is a little bit of a questionable thing going on i feel like are you, were you saying they they would be canceled nowadays 
maybe the town would be canceled. I don't think the movie, but the town should maybe. You're be saying they were canceled. too young to be in such revealing. Yeah. But some of those girls were clearly forty. <laughs> the ones who weren't SMG. That's it's true. Just just a tad unnerving. You got all these old dudes like yeah for these high school girls. Yeah, but she's looking amazing. You know, she does exercises to pump her breasts up, apparently, according to her boyfriend, Barry, because they're all watching her from the balcony. Um, but And Julie is on sexist overload. Oh, she is. The Kevin well, Williamson uh... di- dialogue jumped out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love her like speech about, you know, um, I'm going to move to New York City and be a serious actress. Um how did that work out for you, Helen? <laughs> well, yeah, right. She like takes the microphone from Bob's hand. Poor Bob. Then they're talking about they're at, like this big party thing outside. There's a band going, and I just love this whole North Carolina Southport setting. I think it's a great setting. Like we get a great sense of place. It looks like a fun town. It looks like a fun town, but it, you know it's it smells like fish everywhere yeah, you go. It's got to. I don't know if I would like that. Maybe not the fish part. I did go to Southport when I was a kid, though. Oh, you did? Because I wanted to try and find the locations, and I did find the water tower and the scene with Julie when she opens up the trunk mm-hmm. later on. So, I at least I I found that I guess. But that's that's really cool. Did you get a pick? I I got a pick. I Ooh. got it somewhere. But yeah, this is a great setting for a slasher movie. It's not like your typical setting, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And then they all go to Dawson's Beach, which is, of course, a reference to Dawson's Creek. And they're all by the fire. Like, I like the whole setting with, like, the, the kind of damaged bow and the fire. They're talking about urban legends and the hook, kind of setting that up in, in a way. Yeah, we all know that urban legend. And they all try to, like give their own interpretation on what the legend was. And then it's Ray, I believe, who's like, no, 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 you guys are all dumb. He's like, no, I know what's up. And then Julie asks that she chimes in. She's like, no, you guys got it all wrong. He was gutted with a hook. And they're all like, whoa, back up, Julie. (laughs) Yeah, Julie. (laughs) Calm down, Julie. (laughs) We're not there yet. This is is the first of many making Julie feel like a big idiot. Well she is let's be honest (laughs) we'll get into julie james the natalie of this movie oh and then her and ray have beach socks they don't have a blanket or anything so this doesn't seem like it it would be very pleasant but yeah i was surprised we're less than 20 minutes in and we get like a subtle make out slash sex scene already like, that's pretty right. quick. Like you need okay. a you need a blanket. Yeah, I would imagine that can't be fun. You don't want sand everywhere. Like yeah. Yeah. Then they just come back to the other two. Like you know, nothing happened. Like there's not sand in every freaking crevice. Like so. <laughs> have some respect. Helen just got really horny talking about being on guiding light. Oh my god. Yes, Helen's got her whole future planned out. Guiding light. He's gonna be. Um, quarterback for the Steelers or Cowboys he corrects her I think I kind of like this sense with all the they're talking about their hopes and dreams I don't know it kind of brought me back to high school thinking what I was going to do and well it's a good setup because 
you, you know, when you find out what happens later on right. and how all their hopes and dreams are gone yeah. after. And that's what this movie does a good job of is kind of dealing with the ramifications of their actions and their guilt mm-hmm. and how their lives aren't the same now. Because I've seen, you know, this movie was definitely inspired by 80s slasher movies like Prom Night. And I do love me some Prom Night, don't get me wrong. But I think this movie does a much better job of doing the whole, you know, we did a crime and how we're dealing with it later. Like, Brandon, have you seen the original Prom Night? Years ago. Years ago. I, I probably was like maybe 10 right but like spoilers for prom night like they kill a kid and then it picks up with them in high school and they just act like nothing happened this movie does a much better job of doing that plot and like i don't think i even mentioned this yet like matt did you so what did you know about this movie did you know anything i did you know like they hit someone and i i didn't know any any part about that i knew sarah michelle geller was in it icon right i i think at one point you had shown me the chase scene. No. That she, yeah, I posted some pictures on my Insta. Maybe no, that's what you saw. No, it was like, this is like over a year. Like before so this we was before, this, before we did any of this. Spoilers. Then. Yeah, yeah. So I think I saw that. Oh, no. I ruined you the best part. But I like didn't remember it 100%. Okay. So it still still had its impact. But other than that, no, I didn't really know much about this. But like, like I said, I was. Like you didn't know about what are you waiting for? No, I heard that line. Uh, so like, you did, oh, you didn't remember yeah, Scary Movie One? I, I no, I don't think I've seen one or two, just three. But I know the Scream reference. And so you weren't here for the Wayne's Brothers scary movies. You went right to the Zuckerberg. <laughs> I think three that, and four. I think that's just because when I was like maybe old enough to start watching them, because I thought they were probably okay. still scary when scary. Because I don't know when the oh, first one came on. out. Yeah, so they hit this guy and. You know, it is a good plot line. Like, you know, what are we going to do? Like if, you know, putting yourself in your in their situation. Total panic moment for all of them, which I can kind of understand. I'd probably be pretty panicky, but we didn't even talk about like choices. I how, hope not anyway. So like basically Barry is hammered and saying that he wants to change the radio station. <laughs> he goes up through his sunroof yelling like a madman. He's very yeah. obnoxious. Julie calls him an alcoholic. <laughs> he just looks at her like, yeah, pretty much. Got me. <laughs> you got me, Julie. Her only good moment in the movie, which she calls and, out. And Helen is adjusting her crown. <laughs> yeah, she's just like annoyed that he's like slobbering all over her, over the cro- croaker queen herself. <laughs> right. But then, yeah, Ray is the one who is driving and he's like, Look out! <laughs> or no, Barry's the yeah, one who he, yeah. says look out, and then Ray he says look out. Yeah, and they hit something. They think it's a deer. I mean, clearly it was a guy's body, but okay. Uh, <laughs> we were just gonna pretend for half a second it wasn't a person. <laughs> but Helen, at least Helen cares. She's like, oh, I hope he didn't. Hope he didn't kill it. What a sweetheart! Right. <laughs> Do you remember in the trailer? There um, was a different line, right? There was. It was like, tell me, Little Miss Prela, what's the charge for manslaughter that he yells at Helen in the trailer, which I think he would have yelled right. at yeah. Julie. So maybe but... that's why it was changed. Barry just acts like a psycho once they discover the body. Just totally freaking out. And it's like, Barry, chill, man. You weren't. I 
get his cause for concern, but dude, you weren't driving. Well, right. He he's the one who's like whose family has the money. You know what I mean? That can get him out of something. But then we get um, Johnny Galecki. He pulls up, which you know this makes him kind of a good suspect later on. I think, and I like his line like. You can wipe that sh- my shit don't stick grin off your fa- face, Ray. I mean, facts. Uh, grin he has in the entire movie. Uh, I don't get exactly why Max is coming for Ray. Just because he was with Julie? Is that it? Mm-hmm, I think so. Because he wants to get with Julie. I don't know why, but... <laughs> <laughs> poor Ray. <laughs> well, and poor Helen and her hurricane-proof hair. <laughs> I know. her Her hair was... Totally hurricane proof, and she has to deal with this body and all of this. Come on. <laughs> and we were, at a, just a quick shout out, we, you know, before we were introduced quickly to her um, sister Elsa, very nice, kind sister. You know, she's like, what, 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 what's their little exchange? She's, well, first she, she's played by Bridget Wilson. A 90s icon. The only icon. thing I'd seen her, yeah, I'd only seen her before. I know we did last summer. She was in Billy Madison, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, she was like the main female yeah. lead in that. Like, and then of course, Mortal Kombat. She, the original Sonya Blade. Oh, okay. So I think, and then she would go on to do the remake of House on Haunted Hill. So she's also '90s royalty, in my opinion. But now she's married to that famous tennis player, so I don't think she needs to worry. <laughs> but they're. Uh... <laughs> She's like her and Helen. They, Helen's like, "Oh, tell Dad I will be late or, or won't be home tonight or something." And uh, <laughs> is right. She's like, "Oh, is you are you gonna get is little Miss Croker gonna get sautéed tonight?" That's a good. <laughs> and then line. Helen's like, "Oh, it's wit with a wit." <laughs> and then she's like, "Eat me, <laughs> best sisters ever. <laughs> Truly here for each other." Then they decide to go to the pier, and I like the whole like foggy atmosphere. Actually, I love the all the cinematography in this movie. I think this is a very good looking movie and underrated. Like they use like mostly blue lighting, like nobody's in bright colors. Like that was intentional. Matt, at this point in the movie, are you like completely invested yet, or are you just kind of where are you at when you're watching it for the first time at this point? I was I was pretty into We're, it. I'm like wondering what's this uh, Max guy up to. Well, not yet, but that's my prime suspect. Mm-hmm. Who we think who we think might be. But you're like this is a interesting. Yeah. Because I'm 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 assuming you at least knew it was a slasher movie. Yeah. So you know. I didn't know. So I was wondering how this was all going to tie in at the end because it's they had just killed this man and I know what you did last summer. So the obvious. But the title gives a little way a little bit. They, uh, someone obviously knows they, they killed this poor man and is now going to come for these kids. So then, like, let's be honest. Like, these kids are horrible, though. Not even because, like, them dumping the body, that's, I mean, that's bad. Like that, but, <laughs> That's not even but the worst understandable. part. understandable. <laughs> like, it, he's already dead. Like, I'm not saying I would do it. I wouldn't. I don't think I would. <laughs> don't but, get hit by Steve. But then, <laughs> we, I mean, we get this good, well, Helen's like, you know, fuck it. I'll help you because Julie and Ray, they can't be bothered, of course. Um, so then, Flop friends. <laughs> they're, they're the worst. Um, so, you know, Helen goes down to help Barry push the body over. And then the guy wakes up, grabs her, 
takes her crown and then Ray, you know, pushes him over the side. So we have this now living guy that they pretty much murdered, like for real. They should have have know they murdered him now. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. That's that's pretty bad. (laughs) Not a good look for them. But then we get another, I think, really good jump scare when Barry's in the water and he's trying to get the crown. And then his eyes suddenly open up. I thought that was a good jump scare. That was good. This movie's got a few good ones. I will admit, like, the first time, one of the first times I saw it, um, I was like, oh, my God, she's really worried about her crown. God, what? And I'm like, no. Oh, my God, me too. I thought it was a plot hole. So then, you know, when Ray comes out of the water after not helping this living guy, um, he pretty much, like, assaults Julie, like, chokes her out and Ray's just like eh whatever Uh, (laughs) best boyfriend ever Max would have stood up for Julie (laughs) (laughs) and then we get the one year later and Julie's looking rough especially according to her roommate who keeps like dragging her left and right says she's got a chalky ass something like that what what does she say Brandon well she is she wants Julie to go home and have a fun summer and get some color on that pasty pale tail of hers. Wow, Shade. <laughs> I mean, but she was speaking the truth. Like, <laughs> her hair's flat. She's pale. Greasy. Greasy. This is what guilt looks like. <laughs> and then she gets back to her mom. Like, they're having dinner, and the mom's just, like, randomly, are you on drugs? <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Uh, let's not let's not forget that beautiful hat that she's wearing that looks like it came right out of blossom blossom (laughs) worked that hat better than julie did though right Um, and the hat keeps coming back throughout the movie it's like (laughs) that's truly what's haunting her is that goddamn hat (laughs) then she gets the letter of course says i know what you did last summer and then i kind of like the scene where she's like it's like nighttime and she's getting all paranoid, like looking out the window. We hear that little ding from that thing. I don't know what you call those things. I don't, it's like a little charm or something. Yeah. That, the, the silver thing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with charm. <laughs> sure. Whatever that thing is. Which we heard at the very beginning, right after the credits. Yes. We saw a character. When we David see- Egan had it. Mr. David. We right? don't know who oh, it yeah. is, though, at the very yes, beginning. Yeah. It's a mysterious male just looking forlorn <laughs> at the sea. <laughs> he, he looked very depressed. <laughs> Rocking back and forth. <laughs> justice for David Egan. <laughs> Hashtag justice for David. He deserved better. Um then we get to the Shivers department store. Elsa is just being bitchy to everybody. Um, well, remember, like, the the delivery guys are there, and she's like, you guys, be careful. It's called, it's glass. It breaks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, Elsa. <laughs> Honestly, though, she's kind of saying what I feel like I would want to say to some people. She, <laughs> she's just she's just speaking the truth. Yeah. Well, and the thing I like, do you guys get? I feel like she's made to be kind of like that person who's like 
kind of jealous of Helen, but at the beginning, you know, like after the Croker pageant, she looked good. She was in her like hot leather jacket, like ready to go out and party. No, yeah. they they put her in glasses and a ponytail later to signify she's the ugly sister. Apparently, um, yeah. that's how it works. Like, no, she's Bridget Wilson. <laughs> she's gorgeous. Um, but then I like you know she, Julie's like, well, do you have Helen's New York number? She's like, fact check, Julie. Helen doesn't have a New York number. If you want to speak with her. Yeah, I suggest going what five feet from your left to women's to women's fragrances. <laughs> Helen's fumbling around, like knocking the fragrances over. Times are tough. <laughs> She's looking good though. She's looking fresh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is like the scene next, but Ray says that both of them look like shit run over twice. I'm like, okay, you're half right. Helen looks. <laughs> Helen looks snatched. <laughs> But yeah, then they go, they find Barry in his big-ass house. Barry's just screaming, being typical Barry. Well, his mom is on the phone. Right, we see her just in the background. Like It's like, calm down, Barry. <laughs> oh, Barry, that's our Barry. <laughs> that's our Barry. But you know what? I'll take Barry over Ray any day. Oh, because at okay. least he's got some some character, some sense of personality. And even maybe a slight arc because he starts to get a little kinder towards the end, especially with Helen. Mm-hmm. Like Ray is just like a block of wood that exists. I don't know. Smelling like fish. Smelling like freaking fish. I don't know. I think they just kind of shows the impact that the guilt had on Ray because he had somewhat of a moral compass when they were dumping the body, but then that flew out the window. Yeah, but Freddie's performance just overall, like. like I can tell that he's trying so hard to oh. act. I do think he gets better in the sequel. I do think like he took an acting class or two before I still know what she did last he's, summer. He's like, I got to step up my game for this next one. <laughs> yes. She's just always looking like constipated like do- <laughs> like, or like doughy eyed, like doughy, like just like right. his big brown eyes. Like feel for me. I'm innocent. <laughs> like, yes. It's kind of pathetic. My life sucks. I'm a fisherman. Oh my god! I'm not like you, Julie. Um, but I think isn't this where they, when they decide that like Max is suspect number one, right? So they go. Barry decides that. Oh yeah, Barry yeah. decides that. Like and he goes and he attacks him. Like he cuts him with the hook under his chin or something, right? Like, like right or, on yeah. his cheek. Like, that's going to leave a scar. I don't know. He he needs to relax. Max <laughs> didn't deserve that. <laughs> Justice for Max and David E. <laughs> <laughs> like, these characters hey, are but... just going around terrorizing everybody, if you think about it. <laughs> Barry's a bully. <laughs> <laughs> when I was thinking, too, like, Max worked on, like, the docks and everything, too. So were him and Barry, or not Barry, but were him and ray co-workers like yeah they were on the same dock so you would think after like that year that they might have talked a little bit <laughs> right they were yeah. different boats i guess <laughs> plot hole but then yeah we get the conversation with ray and julie giving me paul and natalie from urban legend vibes just like 
this is when you know I get a little sleepy. I got I got that a little bit from these two. <laughs> I felt that. Well, and then when when Ray like, or not Ray, when Barry, um, like smashes him with the hook or whatever, you can't forget that. Or was it? Did he smash him with the hook? Or was it just a? Did he punch him? I thought he just punched him, like hard. He had a cut though. I'm trying to think. I swear. Oh, when but... when when you're talking about when Barry slices David from Roseanne, whatever his name is in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Max. He he just slices him with the hook. Mm-hmm. With the yeah. edge of the hook, right? And then and then Max freaks out. He's like, "I'll call the cops on your college quarterback ass." And then <laughs> right. and then he he shoves the the hook down on a big block of ice might come into play now actually (laughs) because now we get this um (laughs) scene which wasn't originally in the movie this was after a test screening i think and they were like we need to make sure the audience knows that this killer means business like they didn't think the threat was large enough so and i know some people have a problem with this like i mean the death itself is cool like i mean right under the chin like blood splurting out and like carries them over the, what I don't know what he's doing. I don't know fish stuff, but like the the ice block, right? Well, he burns himself. He takes it. He like us as the audience see the big like slash the, of the ice there, that is gone not, where the yeah. hook was. But yeah, and, and he's putting it looks like he's putting um like lobster or crabs or something into a steamer. And there's some kind of boiler yeah. thing. I don't know. So whatever he's doing, but he gets dragged across there. It's it's a pretty cool death. And but I know some people are like, it doesn't make any sense. Why would the killer kill him when he has nothing to do with it? And I'm like, well, he killed him. I mean, this is petty, but to put him in the back of Julie's trunk later, <laughs> does he need more of a reason? <laughs> this guy is a psycho. I mean, I guess that's a good point because that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, why kill Max? He just kind of drove by and i think the killer seemed unconscious or who we think the, the killer is mm-hmm. seemed un- unconscious at this point so it's like who would have like max had nothing he just kind of drives off again poor max <laughs> yeah justice for max <laughs> but i can see that just trying to mess with julie now i need to bring that yeah. up but i'm glad they added the dust scene because i do think you need one at this point of the movie and what else would ma- have max have done <laughs> Right, because then he <laughs> he just wasn't in the rest of the movie, yeah. so it makes more sense to kill him, in yeah. my opinion. Get some closure for the character. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, pausing for a minute, thinking about maybe it, the fisherman was pissed that, you know, he was too drunk to see somebody on the side of the road, <laughs> and that Barry was actually... That's true. Had he been, had he not been doing shots at that big party, maybe he would have noticed that Barry was fake puke, puking over <laughs> the side of to the road. Quote: Keep the upchuck <laughs> out of the new car. <laughs> right. And at this point, I think everyone's thinking that the person they kill now is David Egan, right? They don't. I don't think they even know who David Egan is yet at this point. Well, I think, well, in the scene where they go to Barry's, Julie says that she's read it in the paper. Oh, yes, you're correct. Yep. That they found David, that they found David Egan's body. 
So I think they think he's through the most of the movie yeah. they do think it was David, and they think it's probably like a relative or something. Someone, yeah, someone close to him. So now they're trying to. I think they they end up trying to find someone, right? Who would who might who right. might well, be. we you know, we get the scene at the gym with Barry, you know, and the car the obligatory scene. ab shot. Do we get the the obligatory ab shot on <laughs> iconic. <laughs> Um, and he gets like chased in the car and he gets like run into like part of this building. And then we, and then we get like this cool upside down shot of the killer taking his hook out. So again, like that's another good like shot. Cause I remember like Roger Ebert, famous critic, like I do respect him, but he gave this movie one star. He said mm-hmm. the only good shot in this movie was the first shot. And that is the best shot in the movie, the opening credits. But still, this movie has so many good shots and directing moments. We'll get that... to my favorite shot coming up. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear what that is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I stand by what I saw. This was a well-directed movie. And I wish Jim Gillespie, the director, had worked more because he's good. Even though he did direct that Sylvester Stallone movie. But anyways, <laughs> we'll forgive him for that. Um now here's what I guess this kind of goes back to what you said earlier. This killer's a psycho and just wants to screw with people. Like he didn't just kill Barry right then and there, but I guess that was like you said, just to kind of mess with them. Right. Yeah. He wants he wants these people to suffer mm-hmm. more, and you know maybe he does want to wait till July fourth because according to Julie, that's his day. If he's gonna do something, it's gonna be today. All right, calm down, Julie. But yes, probably true. So they have a few days. But I thought. While while I was confused that I mean at the end that the killer didn't kill him, I thought that added some good point to the movie where you're trying to figure out who the killer is and what's going on because at this point I'm like oh the killer didn't kill him maybe he's working with the killer or something like that because why wouldn't he kill him and then I, you realize after at this point it could have been Elsa yeah I could see that maybe I definitely think I. Th- when I saw this for the first time, I probably thought maybe Ray too could have been mm-hmm. in on it, especially with some stuff that happens at the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe they're just trying to knock off everyone so no one could tell. It could uh, have been Elsa. I would have so been here for that. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? I mean, it would make sense with her hair being with. Well, I guess we're gonna get to this. What happens to Helen? Right, that would have totally made sense. But yeah, they're they're with Barry or. Um, yeah, Barry in the hospital, and they're like screaming about everything, like that they're doing. I'm like, guys, somebody's gonna overhear you. Let's relax. <laughs> we, they're not being very discreet. Southport apparently has like a hospital with like one hospital room. <laughs> it looks pretty. It looks pretty um sad. Their hospital <laughs> looks worse than our hospital. It's I mean, it looks rough. like you would need a tetanus shot leaving there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I I thought Barry's gonna be out of commission for the rest of the movie, but he's he just kind of walks we it give off. Give him a cast; he's he's all set. He, that's all he needs. I think doesn't he even punch Ray mm-hmm. later, but not with his good hand, with the cast hand. I think so. I don't. That's a choice. <laughs> Ball, ballsy move. <laughs> then he has two. <laughs> no, he should have punched him with the other one, and then had two casts for the rest of the movie. I don't know. He could have punched anything. <laughs> But I think kind of we get Helen and Julie kind of teaming up to do 
be these investigators. I think they find his sister online on Julie's big ass 97 laptop and they're driving down and we get like I could do like a whole TV series of just Helen and Julie just doing investigations like Scooby-Doo. But in the car, we get a reference to Angela Lansbury and then we get a Silence of the Lambs reference. So that's when the Kevin Williamson kind of jumps out because this movie is pretty straightforward, which I like. Like people say this is a Scream ripoff, even though it was written by the guy who wrote Scream. But I'm like, no, this is more simple, less meta. But here we get a couple of cute little lines i was for the, here for the silence of the lambs reference we, i got i got uh, it <laughs> so you've seen silence of the lambs i have oh wow great, great film <laughs> <laughs> and then we get Anne hache showing up as this kind of backwoods nice but sometimes not nice crazy lady <laughs> but i like her performance i think she's good and you know she makes a good suspect yeah they show up to this like decrepit house they're all snooping around <laughs> staring through the window and then crazy Ann Hayes like sneaks up behind them hey yeah, they're, <laughs> hey, what, are you guys, what are you guys doing here and she's like oh do you do you want some tea and then um Jennifer and Sarah or Helen and Julie rather they're like I don't know what do you think Jody oh, <laughs> yes. well, Angela. that is a good callback <laughs> But going back to the part after they like visit Ray and all that, when Julie is uh, dropping Helen off, mm-hmm. Helen's very sincere. She's like, "What happened to us? You know, we used to be we used to be best friends." Oh, that scene you know? was so sad. And Julie, mm-hmm. And Julie's like, "Yeah, well, we used to be a lot of things." And then Helen's just like, "Oh, cool. All right." <laughs> This is why Julie's the worst. Like, Like, Helen's, like, giving her, like, her heart, and Julie's just like, whatever, bitch. Uh, She's not here for it. She's not here for it, and Helen deserves a better BFF. She deserves Sydney Prescott in her life, not Julie James. (laughs) Sydney would never (laughs) treat people like this. I like, though, how she showed, I don't know, human characteristics where... Oh, so yeah, you like, love you love Julie James? Are you a Julie James stan, Matt? No, she's o- she's okay. okay. I wouldn't say I love her. She's all right. She definitely has her flaws. Not a, like later on. <laughs> I mean, Who's worse, Natalie from UL or Julie? I'd say honestly, I'd say Julie irritated me slightly more than Natalie. For one, there's one thing that Julie does that really irritates me later okay. on. Brandon, who? is worse julie or natalie i (laughs) it's a tough decision i'm gonna (laughs) imagine them in the same movie i'm gonna gonna say (laughs) i'm gonna say natalie only because natalie (laughs) natalie literally just looks like whenever you talk to her it looks like a look on her face she has like a spotlight on her and doesn't know where she is i think i'm too i'll i'm on the natalie is slightly worse than Julie. So at least Julie has that. And Julie gets to redeem herself a little bit in the sequel, whereas Natalie didn't come back for the sequel. So, okay, we are a Julie James Stan podcast now. You heard it here. 
No, but like I was saying, kind of, I like how that, you know, kind of shows a true friendship where, you, you know, your high school best buds and then you go away to college. I mean, regardless, yeah, they killed someone and that probably didn't help things. But, you know, you have that where you, you just, grow distant. Yeah. And it's what actually happens sometimes. So I kind of like how they showed that. I mean, they grew distant for other reasons, but that was it was just kind of cool to see it happen to all these characters. It's just at that point, like you just kind of. At that point, you can really tell that Helen is a completely different person than she used to be. You know, she's not as... She's really grown as a person. Mm-hmm. Like she comes across as like slightly shallow before. And this is, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar's performance really delivers. If that scene reminded me, I'm not sure. Are you guys super familiar with Buffy or no? I am. Never heard of it. <laughs> Favorite show of all time. Well, I tried to get you to watch it, but I, I got midway through season one, and then oh, there was there was one episode that wasn't working for me, and then every time I tried, it just didn't work, so I stopped. Literally, what happened? It, you need to get Sarah, back on the Buffy train. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Sarah in that scene, it just reminds me of an episode of Buffy where she's talking in the car to Giles about. Oh yes, I know. I think it was the episode "Lie to Me," season two. um, "Lie to Me," I think it was with Jason Bear from Roswell. No, it's the one where um, well, I can't say spoilers. Uh, Major after her and um, what's his face? You'll know who I'm talking about. Are fighting in the mall and she kicks him in the nuts. (laughs) It's right after that, so it's not. Oh, you're correct. You're correct. Yep. Um, Absolutely. He proved more than once that he loved you. Right, yes. Yeah. I, I definitely got vibes from that, too. Mm-hmm. And nobody does, like, crying better than Sarah Michelle Geller. Correct. <laughs> and then the scene when she goes after Julie is horrible to her and she goes back inside, it's so sad when she, like, her dad's just watching baseball. I think it's, like, old baseball, too. Mm-hmm. It's like not even 97 baseball. But, okay, weird she all. says, hi, but, dad. Yeah. Literally no response. You just feel so bad for her. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, and we get some like unusually weird close-ups of Diet Coke. Yeah. I don't even think product. I don't even think product placement was a thing back then. So I think this was just a choice. But whatever. Like, we really like. We Diet love Coke. Diet Coke, and we're gonna show it off. Which I like Diet Coke. I like it with alcohol, <laughs> with some rum. Um, but then I also like the shot where then she's. Wait, okay, first of all, though, I don't understand why she didn't lock the door because we see the killer come in and we get mm-hmm. another cool shot of him taking his hook out. Um, but he just walks right in like with all this going on. Why don't you lock the door? But whatever. Um, but then she goes, she walks um, to go up the stairs and then we see that he's already up there and like she just misses seeing him which is a cool shot, kind of Halloween. Mm-hmm. He, like, turns the corner when she's going yeah, up. Yeah, so it's, like, yeah. perfect timing. And then we get some more Elsa, Queen Elsa. Uh, yeah, what would she say about her hair? Uh, what'd she say, Brandon, about It was something along the lines of you and, you and your hair, and then... So pathetic. pathetic so very pathetic. 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 Yeah, she says pathetic, pathetic as she's walking out of her room. And you just want to beat Elsa with a stick. (laughs) She's not not a nice sister. I thought her hair was beautiful. It gets better, though. Well, we'll get into that very (laughs) soon. Um, Did the fisherman do her a favor? Yes. Um, (laughs) 
But it's not a bad wig. It's not. The only part that... Or is it just... A, it's probably extensions, right? Like a lot of extensions? A lot of it. Because like when her hair... When it's half up, you can see the true length like of that half pony. Mm-hmm. But yeah, th- this is where we get... You know, she goes to bed. He's been hiding in the closet. And she wakes up to her hair cut off. Soon written in the mirror. She smashes the mirror. But... You know, which is... So she's a very, very heavy sleeper. <laughs> yeah, you think one would wake up to that in the middle of the night if someone was cutting off your long hair, but maybe not. I don't know. Right. <laughs> like, I almost feel like maybe there should have been a scene where she's like drinking, where her drink was drugged or something to make it more believable. Mm-hmm. But I still think this is an iconic scene. Like, and um, yeah, but her hair looks way better after the cutting because it's like her natural on that float (laughs) yeah she was looking on point so she should have thanked ben basically ben willis we don't know who ben willis is yet (laughs) oh we don't worry about spoilers here so (laughs) (laughs) so it's fine um but but julie's at home and she gets she gets a phone call and she's like oh my god and then she, like, randomly just, like, leaves. She goes down, like, her five flights of stairs in her house. <laughs> the camera pans down. Right. Yeah, she's driving. And this yep. is where she, we get the water tower, which I saw in person. Very, very, she, keeps, very she keeps hearing something from her back seat. Yeah, we her ugly hat's in the back seat, too. Like, yep. there's, like, a weird close-up <laughs> on it for no reason. Uh, and then we get Max in the trunk. With all the crabs. Lots and lots of crabs. Which I, and that, there's there's like a bug coming. I don't know if it's a crab. It's like a bug coming out of his mouth. Yeah, I wasn't really sure. I, I, I was like, is that a... Yeah, I couldn't tell at first either. But yeah, that was cool. But then she runs and finds... She goes to Helen's, I think, and finds mm-hmm. Barry and Helen just chatting. And they go back. And the trunk is spotless. It probably looked better than it looked before. Like again, he did he did her a favor. Uh, he's, just, he's just a nice guy who likes to clean. He got to work quick. <laughs> um, but then we get like another iconic. Even though you know, people like well, Ray Ray that. randomly shows up. Well, they find Ray after Julie's epic. You know, oh, her meltdown. For, yes. huh? And I guess the scene apparently was directed by a child. Yep. Because um, he won a contest to direct a part of a scene. So he told her, like, can you, like, spin around? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's iconic. So that kid is like a mini Spiel- Spielberg, basically. Where are you doing now? He's probably yeah. a big time director. <laughs> Hopefully he gets some royalties, huh? I know he gets a check for like ten dollars every month for this movie. <laughs> Little legend. <laughs> Little legend. <laughs> but this is when, yeah. Then they go and find Barry, and Ray punches him with his cast hand. Um, no, Barry punches Ray. Oh, Barry punches Ray, and yeah, Ray, well, he's like, "What are you doing here?" Ray's or Freddie's really struggling in this scene acting wise, but <laughs> he tried, I guess. And then, you and know, do you remember, Brandon, do you remember in the trailer we got the line from Sarah that's not in the movie? Yes. The wait is over. The wait is over. Very dramatic. <laughs> like, I almost feel like they just did that for the trailer. 
and it mm-hmm. wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. <laughs> she but, shot like, that it, like after the movie was done. She shot that ten months later. They're like, Sarah, <laughs> can we get this pickup of you saying this line for the trailer? And her outfit is something. She's got like a like a sports bra on and like one of those hats. I don't know what they're called, but it reminds like what her top reminds me of something Julia Roberts was wearing in Pretty Woman. Oh yes, I could see that. With the you hat what, too. She st- she she still kind of pulls it off. She does. I'm not saying she doesn't. I just think it reminds me of that. It's a very pretty woman. <laughs> but then uh, Barry is calling Ray out. He's like, Ray's like, I got a letter. And Ray's like, oh, that's balance. <laughs> Julie gets oh, a body in a trunk. Helen gets her hair chopped off and you get a letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> And I, the, like, I, either the killer just didn't care about Ray because he's Ray, or I guess he was intentionally trying to make him a suspect, too, which would be smart. But I like That's to what I the think. fact that I like to believe that he just was like, I don't care about you, Ray. Like, you're just a loser. <laughs> you don't deserve my time. You're an afterthought. <laughs> you get a letter. But I guess everyone else. Like you said, like him psychologically. That's his way of messing with Ray, just messing with everyone else. Right. But Barry's line to Ray is funny where he's like, you kill Max and you took my jacket. I'm like, you know, one of those isn't like the other. (laughs) (laughs) Priorities. He really loved that jacket. (laughs) He he wore his letter jacket even after he graduated. So... (laughs) So then we get Helen on this like clam flow or like an oyster <laughs> with her amazing new hairdo thanks to the killer. It does look very nice. It looks, she looks great. This is her season two Buffy hair too. Uh, it is. She looks so good. Um, and then like the killer. Well, we get like the scene. It's kind of stupid. It reminds me of Urban Legend where there's like all the fishermen outfits, although it makes a lot a lot more sense here than in urban legend. The, the, par- the parka color Everybody had the same was. parka. Yeah. <laughs> but here it makes sense because they're in a fishing town. But like Barry like attacks this poor old man. I feel bad for him too. He, like he was shook. He... Just for his fashion style. Right. <laughs> He's like, I thought I looked good in this. But do you guys like, like Matt, did you like the killer's look? Because I really like it actually. Like the fisherman outfit. I think it looks cool. It's like a good silhouette. Yeah. You know, it makes for a good silhouette. I thought it was a good design choice. Something, I liked something it too. Different that I haven't seen. Underrated killer outfit. Better than the parka, I think. <laughs> it's funny to bring up Urban Legend It's, it's like at some points in this, because I definitely got strong Urban Legend vibes from this movie. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Urban Legend definitely was made because of the success of Scream in this movie, mm-hmm. so... You know, it's like, you know, the same kind of 90s, iconic 90s cast and that same feel. Oh, I was going to say, like, also, Urban Legend and I Know What You Did Last Summer both have, like, really, really good music scores. I feel like they're underrated. Oh, Um, yes. Now, Urban Legend was kind of dragged because they thought it was a Scream ripoff, right? Mm -hmm. Now, did this movie get some of that same flack? I think so. I just think that people were like, this is a lesser Scream. And obviously Scream is way better than this movie. But to me, like, 
and Kevin Williamson even said this, like this was more inspired by like the 80s slasher movies, mm-hmm. like, a, you know, a more simple kind of plot and less meta. So, yeah, I don't think it got the credit it deserves in doing what it, it tried to accomplish. I remember on, um, I don't know if it was on the video cassette too, but at least on the DVD, like it was like like more laughs and thrills than scream. Like yeah, one of who the, the fuck wrote that? Though? I know my <laughs> word. But do you remember all those VHS covers, Brandon, for like the screams and the faculty and like it was like hip, clever, scary. Yep. It always had hip yep. in there. <laughs> so hip. <laughs> I miss those days though. It's good to yep. know. And I guess Julie's basically well Barry and Helen look out for the killer at the parade, she's gonna go talk to Missy again. And the house is giving like Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes. <laughs> and she's got all these like dead animals like hung up. Um, it, when Missy finally does appear, she even looks really strung out or on something like paranoid. Right, but like she's giving mixed messages because before she's like, oh, you know, you guys stop over whenever you want. I don't get a lot of company. And yeah. she's like attacking Julie with the knife. Like, what are you doing here? Quite the contrast. <laughs> And then is this where she shows Julie the note that she that she got from David, or was that? Yeah, with... she thinks because Missy thinks it's a suicide note, and Julie's mm-hmm. like, "No, this is a death threat." And like when I was younger, this part definitely confused me. Like it does Same. feel like a little convulsed, like because Julie's like, "Wait, it wasn't your brother," and I'm just like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about?" But like something clicks in Julie's head at least, and like she runs out of there. So, like, Matt, did you, like, what were you thinking at this point? Did you have any, like, suspects, or were you just letting it kind of unfold? So, early on, when they first mentioned David Egan, I was like, okay, that's nice they found the article or whatever that that said they had found a body. But I also thought there could have been someone else that they found like it doesn't necessarily have to be him so why are they just honing in on this guy maybe it's could be someone else that's the killer and you might be right <laughs> may, or may or may not have been right you're so smart so when when the note was revealed and they're and they realized that he's not the killer that's when i or it was that he was he was being hunted like and trying to be killed himself that's when i realized okay yeah it's definitely someone else and that note said, I'll never forget last summer, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'll never forget last summer. So I guess the plot thickens, even though it's confusing, kind of. <laughs> then we get, we're back at the Croker pageant, and Helen comes out, because I guess you have to have the prior year's person come come out, but I didn't see any girl in the first scene. <laughs> Just to succeed... Unlike, you know, our former president did. Right, exactly. (laughs) But then we get, like, this 45-year-old blonde woman come out and start singing this song. Is this song from Fame? (laughs) Yep. I think it's, yeah, it's from Fame. And Helen's expression (laughs) and her comments are so funny. She's like, like, Jesus. (laughs) She's like, this is the next American Idol. (laughs) And she kind of smirks a little bit and then stares up. 
at Barry. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do like we get this kind of like moment between her and Barry where they're just like they kind of have like a little laugh because they've been so serious, you know. But unfortunately, yeah, that does not last long. The killer comes up behind Barry on the balcony and starts killing him, howling, screaming. And I don't know about you guys, but this is so frustrating. The people are like holding her back. And she's like saying somebody's getting killed and they like are just thinking she's going crazy or something. Yeah, that's what I didn't get at all. She's obviously not psychotic or crazy by any means. And no one is listening to this poor woman saying that someone's getting assaulted in the balcony. It's frustrating. (laughs) But for plot purposes, I guess. We'll let it slide. It works. And the cop's such an asshole. He's like, he's like, who was killed? She's like, Barry. He's like, Barry who? I'm like, how many fucking Barrys are in a small ass town? And you know who Helen is. You must know her. That's her ex-boyfriend. Like, come on. And her dad owns Shivers. (laughs) Right, they're an iconic family. They own the one department store in the town. This cop is very frustrating and infuriating. He he deserved what happened to him. No justice for him. And he does his excellent inspection. He's like, go look. And he looks, and then he looks for like three seconds. Yep, nothing here. (laughs) Nothing here, you crazy-ass girl. Yeah. And then we see a drip of blood. From the banister. Yes. That, was a, that was a cool shot. I like that. Yeah. That was a good one. Okay. Are we ready to get into it, people? The, yes. The scene that I, I guess I spoiled for you Matt, that I, one time. I didn't see this. I didn't see this build up, though. So they have to away. use the alley because, you know, there's like a barrier there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the cop decides to go help. This, you know, poor guy trying to get his car started. And then Helen realizes that's the killer. And then Me, he Helen killed. is in the back of his police car. Yeah, she's locked up. In getting the a ride home. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, because well, he, he thinks she's hysterical. And he's like, don't worry. We're going to we'll tell Barry's parents he's, that like he's we'll see if we can find him. Essentially, we'll put on a missing person for him. Right. And. But she gets some good lines on this cop too, though. Oh yes, you made what you say you Mayberry. Listen, you little shit stick, Mayberry ass reject. reject. (laughs) There has been a murder, and you are gonna fry in hell if you ignore it. Yes, she dragged him as he deserved. Then he gets hooked. Yeah, he. She's screaming to him, and then he turns around. And then she says, behind you. Although maybe if she hadn't, I mean, she tried, but if she hadn't <laughs> yelled, he probably would have seen him start to take the hook out. Yeah. But, you know, and then pop, she tried pop, to warn him. Credits roll. Nobody wants to listen to Helen. She's the Crower queen. Come on. She, listen she, to her. She knows. <laughs> but then we get now the, um, in my opinion, the best chase scene of all time. And Matt, you know what I love in a horror movie? A good chase scene. A good chase scene. This was an excellent chase scene. It's amazing. This is great. Um, like, I think we cut back to Julie doing some more investigating, whatever. Um, what well, we can't on forget. The computer is something important, right? We can't forget Helen busting through the back of the police car with her heel. 
Yes. Yeah. It only takes two kicks. She's got this. She's got yeah. that Buffy strength. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess originally the scene was supposed to be the scene from Scream 2 where Sydney and Haley are in the back seat. It was supposed to be like that. But for time or whatever, they didn't use it. So Kevin just used it for Scream 2. So it's a little, little trivia. I didn't know that. You know. Heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read that, or I'm just making it up. No, I'm just kidding. I'm pretty sure it's true. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but then we get another one of my favorite shots. Like um, when we cut back to the chase scene, we get like the silhouette shot of Helen running, and then the killer right after her. It looks so good. Um, then she runs to the Shiver store where Elsa's working. With and... the best music cue ever running through the Yes. It's so good. John Dubney's score again is so good. Like these scores are underrated. This and the Urban Legend score. Um, then we get kind of a Halloween homage with her not, you know, banging on the door, open the door. Again, nobody listens to Holland in this movie because Elsa's just like, all right, whatever. Taking your sweet ass time to open this door. <laughs> Very <laughs> sweet ass time. She's like patting herself. She's like, oh, I don't have the key. Let me go find the key real quick. Right. Just so nonchalant. Um, Helen, why are you streaming? You're so dramatic. <laughs> just like typical Holland. And then she practically tells the killer, why don't you go around the back? The back was open. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's like, Elsa, go lock the back door. I'm going to go, you know, call the cops. So then Elsa gets hooked. Poor, poor Elsa. Poor Elsa. R.I.P. Elsa. The the quote-unquote ugly sister. <laughs> that, I, I love how it's Helen's scream that, or Elsa's scream that lets Helen know, oh shit. Right. He's, he's in here with me now. Right, and I love the scene of her like coming down the stairs. The music um, stops and we get like complete silence. We just hear like those big ass fans in the store. Like it really builds the tension. Mm -hmm. The lights turn off and then she looks at one of the mannequins. It's a very good suspense. And then this is where one of my favorite camera shots is when it's like the, um, the zoom in and out. Oh yeah. When, when, when Sarah does her, like Like a zoom, like a kind of like comes in on her face and she just looks terrified. Like it's, it's pulling out and zooming in at the same time. Yeah. It's, and as Sarah's turning, it's fucking awesome. I love very that. Very good. And then we get another really good jump scare where the mannequin, or, you know, the killer jumps out at her. Mannequin, not a mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> mannequin challenge. <laughs> started, started in 97. That was good. Uh, <laughs> and, the, and the music cue pops back in so good sometimes silence is the best way to go like you know sometimes you don't need that music you just put it in the right moment and they did it perfectly here and the editing in Mm -hmm. this whole scene is so good too um then you know that whole sorry to interrupt you that whole department store is a practical location too like this whole entire scene was shot in that right and they, they really you know developed the scene like I think it was much more simple in the script. They're like, we're going to use this like later when she goes on that little, what do you call that thing with the rope? Um, yeah. Like a, it's like a dumb dummy elevator. Yeah. yeah. That, like yeah. that, they just saw in the store. We're like, huh, we could use this. So like, and it's great. 
and then she finds Elsa dead in the bathroom and her scream here is so good. Mm-hmm. Like it was a very like she, Sarah's got a great like guttural scream unlike some people in this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll get into soon. But yeah, Sarah is really bringing it like and you really want her to survive. She's putting up a good fight and the whole scene of her going up the the rope thing and the then the killer goes up the stairs. She jumps out of a window, and I also appreciate like stunt work and a chase scene. It's a cherry on top, like her jumping off the building. Good stuff. And this is also, I think, the scene where she like loses her shoes because now she's now barefoot. She's barefoot. Um, yeah, it couldn't have been fun running in those high heels. But then I think this is where she's running down the alley. She's got a little hobble going. Got a hobble. Um, she's like Dewey. <laughs> Dewey scrape too. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but this, like the music, gets kind of like, um, like there's almost like a um, sense ominous, of like... ominous, but there's almost like a sense of hope too mm-hmm. to it for me. Like you think almost she's got a shot. Like she sees the fireworks, the parades going on. You're like, okay, maybe, maybe she'll make it. But she yeah, did. she doesn't. No. And this is this is the part I didn't remember. Oh god. <laughs> so like I was the still... actual death. Yeah. Yep. So I was. Oh, I, but... I was still. <laughs> So you Very thought happy. maybe there was a chance. Yeah, I, I thought that. I was like, oh, she does, she does get out. I thought she didn't, but I guess she does. And the it, wrong girl died. No, she, she did. She Although I know it, it really pisses people off that she turned around at the last second, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm kind of like, but he was still obviously hiding in the tire. So, I mean, it was stupid to turn around, but she still probably would have gotten her yeah he was still there (laughs) so it's not a plot hole people relax i did really like the shot too where she hasn't quite gotten maybe yeah i think she hasn't made that last turn where the tires are but she's just standing in the alley there Mm -hmm. barefoot and like kind of going through her head where the heck is he until she finally starts trying to get out I i thought that was pretty cool no yeah there's there's a lot of good stuff and like i said her performance really sells it well and it's so you know, she's just getting whipped back and forth. And I like the like the lighting and everything. Yeah, we got the fireworks. Almost kinda like from the fireworks. You just barely see like blood on her hand. And that's really the only amount of blood that you see with her death. You know what this scene reminds me of? And I know this is blasphemous. I'm not saying it's as good, but it gives me psycho vibes where like the whole kill was just done through editing. Like you said, like you're not really seeing oh, for anything. Sure. I think this kill's underrated. Like we get like these awesome overhead shots where we see her getting hooked, but on the other side of the frame is the parade going down, down the street. Like safety's so close. I just think it was a very kind of uh, tasteful but still effective way to do a death scene. That's underrated. The the death itself. And then like once it happens, like I feel like as a viewer, you're like, what? the fuck yeah you're like shocked you're like really holland (laughs) so so who do we have justice for david egan justice for max (laughs) justice for holland (laughs) there's a lot of wrongs that need to be made right um so now we can just end the episode let's be honest right Right, brandon the last act yeah it doesn't happen it was. I'm glad I was happy to guess. Thanks for having me, guys. Because <laughs> then, 
Yeah, we get Julie running around. Like, she finds Ray, right? This is where she goes, and she finds Ray. She finds Ray on his boat, and Ray tries to help her on the boat, saying, don't worry, we'll find... Uh, we'll find the others. And then that's when she realizes, oh, his boat is has, Billy Blue. Yeah. Who was supposedly a friend of David Egan's that went to go see Missy. And so right. now who Ray said Ray used the name Billy Blue because his boat. Exactly. Is named exactly. Billy Blue. So do you think. OK. And then there's the. The scene at Missy's where she's like, he was sweet on me for about two minutes. Do you think they really had a romantic relationship or he was just presenting that to get more information? Because I don't think he really had. I think that and I don't think she gets much attention. She she thought it was more than what it was. I could see it it being a little thirsty. He tapped that? Because, yeah, (laughs) because... Him and Julie just got done. So he's like, you you know what? I mean, she was probably more fun than Julie. She's probably a good time. <laughs> that, that's the ship for this movie. Be, um, Ray and Missy. Missy. So then Julie fr- like freaks out because she thinks he's the killer and runs away. And then while he's chasing after her, right, he gets Ray gets punched like out of nowhere. Clotheslined by the like the help for old man. Right, he's just helping yeah. this poor scared girl. So she's like, thank you. He's like, go on my boat. And she goes on the boat and then sees, like, well, her ugly ass hat's there. So, I mean, I don't really know why he needed the hat, but <laughs> maybe he thought it looked good on him. I don't know. But And then I always thought it was funny, too, how, you know, he had that Polaroid of Helen in the parade. Yeah. Like, yeah, he had so much time during all this to get it developed. I mean, this isn't like now where, you know, you had to go to the store or whatever, get it developed. <laughs> One hour photo that was probably right by Shivers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then we get this guy come on the boat and then we get the reveal that he's the killer. Um, He was, See, it's all very convoluted. I don't even know. It's, he, he was Susie's dad. He was Susie's dad. He wanted revenge. So he killed David. Who was in the opening shot. Right. So he killed David. Then he must have went on the road, got run over. A lot of chaos on that mm-hmm. road that night. Uh, I mean, Southport had a night. <laughs> right. <laughs> that sure did. So she's like, yeah, it's you. And he's like, good. I see you've been doing your homework, too. And then gets his hook, is chasing her, and yeah, this whole boat stuff just doesn't really work for me. Um, I just don't find it anywhere near as suspenseful as the prior scene. I don't know. There's there's a lot of, I think, cool things that kind of happen if I would have known more about boats. Like, I see them using all these ropes and everything. Yeah, I'm like, is this real or are they just making all this shit up? Exactly. Like... How much is, is there to boating? I'm sure there's quite a bit, but like, okay, if they pull this level, it's very does complicated. This yeah, there's a lot going on. I kind of want to make sense of it, but I guess I just got to take it at face value. But I don't know. It's, it's I don't know if what Brandon. It sounds like you weren't a huge fan of this last part either. We ch- not no <laughs> yeah, no. I, wasn't. I think me and Brandon <laughs> check out at this final act. It's just so hard after such an intense 
act already just prior to that where like at this point Helen you know was the most likable and you were rooting for her mm-hmm. even more than Juliet that you know what I mean because Julie Julie really hasn't been nice to anybody throughout this whole entire movie right. <laughs> and even how she like handles the situation like her running around her shrieking like at one point um when ray is fighting with the killer like she comes up from the bottom of the boat she's like ray and ray looks over and then he looks at her he looks at her all dumb and then he gets knocked off the boat and then julie's like oops then like goes back and that's why i sydney would never that's why i think julie's worse than natalie that one little thing right there. Julie, he's in the middle of... Go help that him. That was pretty bad. Don't just scream his name and get him distracted. She really doesn't get one badass moment. She, and she gets keeps having to get saved by Ray, which yeah. is not a good look. Consistently. Right. So it's not, not a good final girl look. No. So I don't understand how Kevin Williamson, he could write the best final girl of all time with Sidney Prescott and then also write Julie James. I guess it's he's versatile in that way. <laughs> he's showing you all the different characters. Right. <laughs> We're going to make you appreciate Sydney even more. <laughs> we'll show you how bad it can really get. <laughs> well, and, and then um, him and Ray are basically like fighting, like fisting. We're not like... Oh, oh, <laughs> that's in the director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> you know it would have been more exciting than what we get I meant throwing fists not... <laughs> that's oh, what we really my wanted word. Oh, can I make a, just a quick aside about Muse Watts and who plays the killer um, he did well I thought he's, he's menacing and he's a very sweet man when I was a kid I was obsessed with this movie as we know I emailed him he emailed me back like he told me all about his experience on this movie like of course I wanted to know what it was like working with you know Sarah Michelle Geller and Jennifer he said they were sweethearts which is good to hear and then he sent me um, a autographed picture that said I'll always know or something like that. So that's, very that's sweet awesome. man. That's really cool. Yes. And but anyways, back to Julie flopping around, right? Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh Julie. So like he pretty Well, okay, so Julie ends up somehow like at the bottom of this boat. Yeah. And she ends up in the part with like all the ice. The most fake you looking know, ice the... ever by the way right you can tell it's rubber yeah. and like all the bodies are there there's max there's uh barry there's helen and then it was just basically a point to get jennifer up you to take her top shirt off <laughs> exactly Jennifer Love huge tits. <laughs> right. That's I'm quoting square and scary movie. That's not coming from me. <laughs> I hope they don't get somebody like Jennifer Love huge tits to play me. <laughs> Iconic. I like that one moment where um where he starts like punching um Cindy and like t- like tackles her to the ground. <laughs> Like, pretty much what Ray did to her in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> right. Everybody's just beating Julie down. <laughs> That's what she deserves. Um. But I have to say, I'm, I I do have to go on record and say that I love Jennifer Love Hewitt. I do, too. In I really general, like as her. an actress. I don't 
I can't. I don't totally blame her. I think a lot of it is the script. No, a lot of it is the script. It's not her at all. I need to say that because yeah. I think she's fantastic, and I think she's underrated in a lot of what no, she she's, does. She's very good, and she'll definitely have um, some better material for her character in the sequel. So, when I was stay tuned. <laughs> when I started, right. when I started watching this, I saw her name pop up. Like, oh, I actually know one of these actresses. That's not like you. I know, right? <laughs> so I was pretty pumped to see her in this. I, yeah, I like how we get two legendary 90s actresses with three names, you know, come up in the opening credits. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sir Michelle Geller. Love them. Um, I love that they're the first two as well in the credits. I like that they're before the guys. As they should be. Especially yep. before Freddy. No, I do. I actually, <laughs> I do like Freddy as a person, and just not in this movie. Just not as Ray. <laughs> not as Ray. Um, in the one of two movies that Sarah did with Ryan Philby, Cruel Intentions, oh, yes. and then this one. Have yeah. you seen Cruel Intentions, Matt? No, I'm not. Maybe we could do that as a oh special my gosh. episode. It's no nothing horror related, <laughs> but it's great. You never even saw the kissing scene. It seems like something you would like with Sarah and Salma Blair. Sounds like I'd like it. <laughs> Sounds like two girls. So we... <laughs> it won Best Kiss at MTV Movie Awards. Good for so them. That, if that tells you of the quality of that movie. <laughs> um, so then, then we get pretty much like Ben corners Julie, I think. And he's like, I'll give you some advice. If you leave a man for dead, make sure he's really dead. I think Ray like saves her again, pretty much. Ray knocks, knocks him out with some like... Boat. Like a pulley. Yes, yes. A part of the boat. He just kind of, boop, hits him in the head. But he doesn't double tap because he's still alive, obviously. Yep. And then you're like, okay, you just heard him tell you this. <laughs> and you're just going to, okay, go, go, Ray. You do you. <laughs> but then, yeah, he tries to attack him again, but he gets his hand stuck on the rope. And then Ray hits something. It's so funny, though, to me when he's, like, flying up in the air. And then, like, all, and then he, like, gets his legs trapped in the rope too, and he's like swinging around, and Julie and Ray are just looking at him. It's like very awkward. <laughs> like, oh, there he goes. So he gets his hand chopped off and gets dumped in the water. Everything's good. And now he's like the urban legend. Doesn't have a hand. It all comes full circle. Yep. <laughs> now he really need. Now he really does need a hug. And maybe he'll get it. <laughs> 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 See into another year later. Yes, we only had to wait a year later. Um, I miss those days when they would just rush out the movies. So at least they're doing that with Scream Six. Um, strike while the iron's hot. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get this scene, which is like pretty bad for me when, like, you know, the cops are there, and we get like this tender moment between Ray and Julie, and they like. Do you remember their lines? It's like. Something like you, nobody gets me the way you do. I feel, I your, feel pain. your pain. It's a callback to a scene in the beginning, but it's just, it's just not good. <laughs> but then the, I think they find the, the hook it like comes up in the fishing net. The hand, in the hook still attached to it, and the cops like, um, don't worry, you know, the body will turn up. They always do. One year later, again. <laughs> We get this reshot ending. So originally, the 
ending was Julie getting an email saying, I still know. Which, Brandon, do you remember this te- this trailer they ended up using that it? Was, it was used in the teaser for I Still Know You Did Last right. And wasn't it on the Anaconda VHS? Do you remember that? It that On the Anaconda VHS, it had the trailer for I Know What You Did Last Summer, I oh, think. Oh, okay. It, it wasn't something, but at least, you know, they used it somewhere. But this new, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. I think that I think the teaser for I still know the one that you're talking about right now is actually on the I know what you did last summer. Oh VHS. yes, you are you are right. Yes, but I mean that would that would have been a lame way to end this movie. So I'm glad they reshot it. Like just an email. I know emails are probably really right. cool in '97, but it's not that scary. So here we get Julie, like her hair's looking better. She's all bubbly, like a little over the top, like, oh. In a skimpy little towel. Skimpy little towel, living her best college life. She's like talking yep. to Ray. It's like now they actually killed the guy, so she's happy. <laughs> right. Do you think it's fucked up that they still didn't say anything to the cops? A, a little at bit. The end? You, you, at least at this point, you know, they could have been like. Because he asked her like. Do you know why this man would want you dead? And they both go, no. <laughs> they could have at least said, oh, well, we heard from our friends. They were driving and they they hit the guy. That's why I wanted to kill them. You know, they could have at least given Would you still get arrested for manslaughter if the guy didn't end up dying and then he ended up trying to kill you? Probably not. Manslaughter. No, because I think manslaughter, you actually have to kill someone. Like, you don't have so to. So they would have been okay. I think they probably would have gotten a hit and run thing. But, like. Very selfish character. <laughs> really, though. As they both just blame Barry and Helen. <laughs> they, yeah, they did. <laughs> They're dead. They can't speak for themselves. Yeah, oh, yeah it was them. <laughs> <laughs> they were always, always trouble, those two. Um, yeah, but then Julie's like, oh, I can't wait for you to ravish me, Ray, when you come down there. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then we get this like shower, the steamy shower scene, and the shower says, I still know. And then we hear the little dingy thing again. The little the charm. charm. The little call the charm. Yeah, the I want to find that. I wonder if I can find it on eBay. <laughs> the original charm. Sent me back a couple thousand dollars. Screen screen used charm. It's a yeah, it's a thing that you like you flick and it says I love you as And what's the charm. other side say? I love you not or something? Well it, it's half and half. So like when you it's like half of I love you, and then the other half is on the other mm-hmm. side. So when it spins, that's when you see the I love you. Oh, that's pretty, oh, all that's right. pretty clever. Brandon, you got one of these charms? Nope, oh. I just have seen the movie like 20 million times. <laughs> just like me. <laughs> so then, yeah, we get this like jump scare. And, like It's kind of cheesy, but I kind of like it. I don't know. Because it does remind me of like an 80, like how an 80s horror movie would end. Like typical. See, no. I mean that that jump scare was effective on me the first time I saw no, it. No, when I saw it, I was so mad. I looked down for a second and I missed it, and everybody was going crazy oh. in the theater. I'm like, "What? Oh. What happened?" So, but then we get the awesome hush hush song play at the end, bang and song, like Kula Shaker. Kula Shaker. Where are they now? <laughs> but they made a banger of a song. Nothing beats the banger for I still oh. know. Yeah, so Jennifer Love Hewitt did this song called How How Ideal or How Do I Deal? How Do, How do I, I Deal? And it's very underrated, Matt. I would look check it out. There's a music video. 
and it should have been number one on iTunes. Well, there probably wasn't an iTunes in '98. Napster. <laughs> number Napster. one on it was number one on Napster. <laughs> it deserves all the success. It's a banger. Um, Bear Share, Napster, LimeWire. Oh LimeWire. I think I was a LimeWire guy. I had FrostWire. I don't know what. Oh, you're, you're one of those. Oh, I had no, that too. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Brandon. I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> just you two. No. <laughs> we, were the, we were just sharing files with each other. <laughs> it's good time. <laughs> files that were legal to share. Let me, for the record. Right. I mean, there was nothing better than getting a high-quality no, song. Like, it, people don't understand nowadays how much work it took to make one CD. Then to burn a burn CD, a CD I then know. You would write the songs on the CD with the marker. Good times. Jennifer Love Hewitt. How do yeah, I deal? I, I just had twelve <laughs> tracks. It was all how how do I deal? <laughs> I did have the CD single of How Do I Deal, and I don't. I think it was honestly just that one I mean, song. That's all you need. I don't that's think all there you was like need, a... really, though. Right. <laughs> this is the How Do I Deal podcast. <laughs> what if our podcast made the song go back up on the charts? Our impact. It's like that Stranger Just, Things song. What was right. Oh, what's the Stranger Things? Oh, did you not watch the new season? Okay, never mind. Okay. Running up, Running that, up hill that hill by, randomly um, because of Stranger Things. Like this. It was an 80s song, right, Brandon? It yeah, went, it went yeah, up to Kate number Bush. one because oh. of Stranger Things. So, wow. you know, our our podcast, Stranger Things, same thing. Same impact all, on the all, world. All of our followers, please just, just put the song on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is I know what you did last summer. See so did you you said you liked yeah. this? Oh yeah, I thought it was thought it was great. I don't I like I said I don't get the hate for it. It was a good time. Like, I think most like horror fans or slasher fans like it, yeah. but like yeah, definitely the general critics at the time did not. Yeah. I mean it was it was a fun movie. What what I'm a little confused now as is uh Jennifer Love Hewitt, she comes back in this in the sequel. Maybe, maybe not. Her, her, and Ray her do. And Ray do, do. Freddie took an acting class. Uh, so, I mean, he took an acting class, but he was still a little bit too much of a Ray in the first like fifteen oh, minutes. Yeah, he's pretty bad in the first few scenes. But he's, but but Ray. now there's that jump scare. Is that was that a real jump scare? Does... You know what? We'll have to talk about that okay. when we. I can't spoil you the surprises that are to come, That's and true. I still know what you does. And there's I will, some interesting. I ones. mean, not to not, not that this is spoiling anything, but there is a jump scare right at the beginning of "I Still Know What You Did Last and Summer." It sucks compared to this one. <laughs> it could have been better. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was it was creepy. It was it good co-stars uh, pop star brandy do you know who brandy is r&b sorry <laughs> he doesn't know who brandy no. is brandon no I'm, I'm, I'm a... do you know who moesha is <laughs> do you know moesha the god, sitcom god bless you brandy played moesha do you have you have you ever heard the boy is mine with her and monica i i don't i don't know the words you guys are saying right <laughs> now. <laughs> this is a foreign language <laughs> i'm so confused <laughs> Well, if you guys want to have me on for the, I still know. But if you ever do that, I would love to. Yes, we can talk about how do I deal some more. Right. Try and get it up the charts again. 
<laughs> no, we would love to have you back. We really appreciate you doing this. It's been a blast, Brandon. No, this was fun. You took my podcast virginity. I'm glad to do it. So, someone had. Hope to do we it. took it, took it easy on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, you guys. Thank oh, you. Oh, is there anything you would like to plug, Brandon? Any social medias? Or uh, just Twitter. It's uh, at Brandon Austin G. That's about it. Perfect. And we are at at Horror Stands on Insta and Twitter. So follow that like subscribe to the podcast and we appreciate you guys listening thank you so much and we'll see you for the next one thank you guys